come on. Have you forgotten? God is good. All the time. God is good. All the time. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I don't know if it was mentioned. I've been running around here and there and Dale and everywhere. Pastor Micah might have mentioned it. But those of you who are online watching, today is uh, today and next Sunday are going to be the uh, kickoffs with the ministry team people to church. And that's why so many have come out as far as on the ministry teams. We're, we're actually kind of testing things out. How things will run and go for a while during this phase one. And I hope everyone has received a letter. You may be seated if you want to, but if you want to get up and shout, go ahead. Amen. Glory to God. But I just want you to know we're so glad that you're joining us today online and here in the, in the church. And we're just testing things out, looking at things and different things we're going to do as far as to minister to you as a congregation. Because um, together we're stronger. Now, the thing is, is that they say the church will never be the same again. You better believe it. The church is really going to be more powerful than ever before. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lots been going on. I look in the sanctuary and, uh, you know, some of the seats are separated here and there. And we've got it so we want it and want you to know, if you're watching, that we're setting it up so it would be more uh, uh, physical distancing where you will feel more at home and comfort comfortable. I want to encourage you, though, as you receive your letter to uh, message the church or go online to rpcog.com and let us know which order service you want to come what time on the 31st of May. It's on the events tab. It's on the events tab of the website. And you can, uh, if you could, we're only asking our folks, our church people, at during phase one that you would select either time, 9 or 11 o'clock. And we're doing this so we can accommodate people in the seat, uh, when they're sitting together, feeling more at ease about the spacing and, uh, and everything with the seating. So I just want to encourage you, if you do this, I know a lot of times people don't like all these announcements, but let me tell you, we're in announcement season right now. Because everything, because I'm still going to have people say, well, nobody told me. I didn't, I didn't know about it. And so we're just going to go on and on until everybody gets it through this phase. And all three phases are shown there if, in your letter and also uh, at, uh, what you say, the events? The events tab there at our website we'll of the church. We'll continue to share direct links, but also we'll be phoning anyone else that doesn't yeah. respond just to make sure... Um, when and if because some people are not ready but some people are oh so sure that's that's we're the thing we're just making it generally open to the 31st we're actually encouraging you if you will you're not ready but plan on returning go ahead and select a service yeah you, that's a good that's would, good yeah. that's good we still need to be informed so we can know what sort of what to expect and guests are always welcome do you hear me church guests yeah. is always welcome we'll make a way okay yeah. That's just, that's just the way it is because somebody may want to come in and find a saving house. You know what I'm saying? Salvation is in the house. I know it's everywhere, but salvation is in this house. And there will be people come, and so we're after the harvest, aren't we? 
hadn't changed one bit, one bit. If anything, I hope you've been ministering outside. I hope you've been sharing the gospel with people around you at the workplace and at the marketplace in different places. Let your light shine before men. As I shared at the uh, Sermon on the Mount, that Jesus said that you are the salt of the earth. And you are the light of the world. He says you are. You are already. You don't have to reach a place and say, Lord, I, I need to be more salty. Or, Lord, I need to be brighter. No, you are the light. You are the salt. And it's enough salt and enough light to salt the whole earth and to light the whole world. That's what's so powerful about God's kingdom and the kingdom of the Lord. How many here love Jesus? Say amen. amen. Praise the Lord. Praise God. I'm so glad that you're here. Uh, ministry people, I'm so glad that you made the effort to be able to be here and you're able to. And those of you who joined us online, uh, we just thank you. I thank you so much for being with us. We're all together, aren't we? We're all together and we're moving forward at a progress because everyone's choice is right. That's what the ministry team's been urged to promote. Everybody's choices are right right now until all of this is going to be passed and we'll move forward. I'm not looking for yesterday. I'm looking for tomorrow. You understand? I don't want to gain back yesterday because God may be trying to get rid of yesterday and trying to start a tomorrow. And that's what we've got to look in vision as a ministry team, ministry people, and everyone look toward tomorrow. Know that your God is a God over everything. Praise the Lord. Praise God. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to Judges chapter 7, verse 15 through 22. And I do desire your prayers. That it seemed like I've had so many different settings and situations trying to preach. I will tell you that I'm glad to see faces. You look a whole lot better than a camera. I will say that in a lens. And I'm so glad to see you this morning. In Judges chapter 7, verse 15 through 22, let's pray first. Father, let the word of God come alive in our heart. Let the power of the Holy Ghost fill every one of us as we receive your word. Of faith rise up in the house, and Lord, may you be glorified in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. How many here say that God's word is very powerful? Faith comes by hearing the word of God. Hallelujah. God's word is so glorious. We, we need to celebrate the word of God and glorify God for his word. In Judges chapter 7, verse 15 through 22, when Gideon heard the dream and its interpretation, he bowed in worship before the Lord. Then he returned to the Israelite camp and shouted, Get up, for the Lord has given you the victory over the Midianite hordes. He divided the 300 men into three groups and gave each man a ram's horn and a clay jar with a torch in it. Then he said to them, keep your eyes on me. When I come to the edge of the camp, do just as I do. As soon as I and those with me blow the ram's horns, blow your horns too. All around the entire camp and shout, for the Lord and for Gideon. Actually, one translation says, for the sword of the Lord and Gideon. New Living just says, for the Lord and for Gideon. But I believe it's for 
the sword of the Lord and Gideon. It was just after midnight, after the changing of the guard, when Gideon and a hundred men with him reached the edge of the midnight camp. Suddenly they blew the ram's horns and broke the clay jars. Then all three groups blew their horns and broke their jars, and they held the blazing torches in their left hands and the horns in their right hands, and they all shouted, The sword of the Lord and for Gideon. Each man stood in his position around the camp and watched as all the Midianites rushed around in a panic, shouting as they ran to escape. When the 300 Israelites blew their horns, the Lord caused the warriors in the camp to fight against each other with their swords. To get a full impact of this account in Scripture, we need to go back to the beginning. The Midians, what they were, they swarmed into Israel. And the Bible described them as, and let me encourage you to read 6 and 7 of Judges on your own. The Midians swarmed into Israel with such a great army that they were even described as a swarm of locusts. Actually, the army that Gideon, that Gideon was going to face was 135,000. They would take, when they come into Israel, they would take everything. They would take all the food, the animals, livestock, and destroy everything they didn't take. And they stayed there and kept the nation in desolation. Now we find in scripture that this occurred in Israel because Israel was being judged. Israel had forgotten the Lord. And therefore God judged them. And so here they destroyed everything, all the food, everything that they could try and survive on. The Israelites didn't have it. And it, the devastation ruined Israel's prosperity and the people were starving. Seven long years this went on was God's judgment. This pandemic that you and I are living in, I don't know, you can guess, you can surmise, you can get on Facebook and find out all different ideas of what someone might say, why this is happening and what's going on. All I know, it's just been two months and it's been pretty bad. It's been, it, it has been a pandemic that has devastated the economy in America. It has messed up people's patterns of life. It has interfered. God has certainly at this moment, whether or not you say it is judgment or whether you say it's just happening, whatever it is, there's been an interruption. There's been an attention getter that has occurred in the lives of this nation and those within this nation. And if anything, it has gotten the attentions the attention of God's people the Christians it has gotten our attentions and we realize oh my goodness you know this thing is so bad what we're going through and and so many Christians are dealing with a struggle mentally emotionally spiritual it is just a thing that's just really messing with people and messing with people's lives and I, I know one thing God will allow the devil to mess with our lives so that God can move in and straighten things up Sometimes every, anybody that is in the life of construction realize, any carpenter knows there must be demolition before there is construction. There's got to be a teardown before there's a build up. But I'll tell you what, these are bad times. These may be difficult times. And we may not see the end of it yet.
But I will tell you to hang on to believe in God because the best is yet to come. God's doing something. See, this is the thing. You can go through the mindset of the world and scientifically begin to surmise and think about everything. You can go even, even in the, uh, the world of the news and start finding out who to blame and who did this and, and all this and who made the mistake. You can go down that path of all types of uh, information and knowledge. You can pilot and begin to maybe then to decide what you're going to think about this situation how you're going to deal with it but I want you to know God's people the only way we can deal with anything is if we put it in the spiritual and I know this that my God is able to do above and abundantly whatever I'd ask or think of and God is able to move on the scene hallelujah hallelujah Hallelujah! I'm not going to go down the list of, of America's sins. I'm not going to go down all this stuff. But you and I know, and we know it. And, and we've known it for a long time. All we can do is pray for our country and pray for people and pray for our leaders and pray for this, this situation, the coronavirus. I will tell you, God is the God of the miraculous. No matter how much now people say, well, God will use science and God will use this and that and knowledge of man. But let me tell you ultimately and plainly and clearly that if anything, if we survive through this and we, and we work through this and we thrive through this and God blesses us, it's been by the hand of God that any good will come out of this. Amen. Hallelujah. We can only do the work, but God does the miracles. Oh my. That's why I backed up here a little bit. I haven't been able to preach to people for a while. Hey, listen, I appreciate cars. I appreciate everybody come out and park. But there was still that windshield that was in the way. There's no windshield now. It's so good to see your face. Praise God. Praise God. Now, let's go on here. Let's back up here. I've already went farther and farther than what I wanted to, but I got more here. That's okay, but I'm going to try and be understanding to all the beautiful kids who are here today. And I certainly hope the kid packs are helping you a little bit. Let me, let me give you a clue, parents. Try and see if they'll hold off getting into it until after I start preaching or somebody preaches. Because I tell you, you need to kind of stretch, be economical about it, you know, if you possibly can. But we want to bless our children. We love our kids. And there's a word I want to speak later on to all ministries in the church. In verse 11 in Judges 6 tells that the condition of Gideon at that time, he was one of the victims of the Midianites' oppression. We're all in this together. You ever heard that before? He was like in with everybody else in the oppression before the angel of the Lord appeared to him with the call of the Lord to lead deliverance of the people. In verse, verse 11, chapter 6, Gideon, son of Joash, was threshing wheat in the bottom of the wine press to hide the grain from the Midianites. Hmm. There's something protective there. You understand what I'm saying? We got to declare to Midianites, you're not going to get the wheat I have. You're not going to take what I'm going to give to my family, what I'm going to give my household. You can't have it, devil. You can't have it, enemy. Amen. A lot of times people think that Gideon was a coward. He wasn't a coward. He was doing something. The Bible says he was there and he was in the bottom of the wine press. The wine press, a wine press was like a hole. It was a deep hole or a vat. 
that someone hide in there in the bottom of a wine press and there was Gideon and the angel of the Lord came to him and spoke to him in the, in the wine press hallelujah hallelujah and the Bible says Gideon was threshing wheat in the wine press someone could have walked by but nobody going to come around the vineyard because it was all bare nobody's making wine now nobody's having joy now nobody's celebrating now but there was Gideon inside the wine press and this is what I want you to do will you do a little activator with me for a moment right where you're at and even those who are watching all of us join in together help out the preacher this morning how many here helped the preacher out this morning and praise the Lord look at the person next to you and if you don't have anybody looking or sitting next to you then you speak to yourself look to your neighbor or speak to yourself and say I'm Gideon Then I'm going to say, I'm going to say, Gideon? And, and you say what? What are you doing in the wine press? What are you doing in the wine press? And this is what I want you to do. I want to take your hand. I want you to take your hand right here, your right hand, your strong arm. Okay? And I'll, what I want you to do, I want you to start pretending like you're threshing wheat. You're beating. You're beating. You're beating. Hallelujah. What are you doing in the wine press? I want you to say out loud as you're making that motion. I'm threshing wheat. I'm threshing wheat. I'm threshing wheat. I'm threshing wheat. Making bread for the, the ones I love. I'm going to make bread for my household. We're going to live. We're not going to die. I'm threshing in the wine press hallelujah this feels strange I'm in a strange place at a strange time doing something out of the usual but I'm going to thresh the wheat in the wine press this order everybody wants the wine but I want the bread I'm going to live by the bread I'm going to die by the bread of God my existence is, is by the bread hallelujah Glory to God. If you don't feel like that's something prophetic, I don't know, maybe you're a little prophetic. But it was prophetic. Shh. Hallelujah. My Lord, my God. I ain't going to get through this. I ain't going to get through it. Uh, next week, maybe carry on. Hallelujah. Circumstances may put you in a place you don't want to be in. However, keep threshing the wheat. There are people that you love that will need that bread. Don't lose heart if you're in the low place of the wine press. Keep threshing the wheat. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It, remember, it was a low place when the angel called out to Gideon. It was in the low place of the wine press. And he said words that were probably one could view as being sarcastic. But he appears before Gideon and he says, Greetings, you mighty man of valor. Uh -huh. He probably said, What do you mean? I'm in the wine press. But the angel was saying, God's not paying attention to your circumstances. He's looking at you. And what you're able to do. God wants to speak in your life, ministry team member. God 
wants to speak into you. You think these are strange times. I want to pour into the lives of children because God has called me to teach. But somehow or another, you have no class right now. You're really gathered together. I, I want to preach and share and love and show the word of God to children's church. But it's like we, we can't meet right now. It's kind of like it's all kind of disconfigured and kind of messed up. It bothered me the way the sanctuary is. I don't like chairs. But God says, Ron, are you doing this work for chairs? Or are you doing this work for people? And so I said, okay, God, it's people. I went and washed my hands, washed my hands in the restroom, and the Lord spoke to me. He said, don't you know? You got these scattered spaces and this and that. God says, let me tell you, Ron, you don't know Morse code, but in a sense, it's, it's dot, dot, dash, dot, dot, dash. All I see in this sanctuary is a message from heaven saying, God, I will, God saying, I will fill the gaps. I will be in the spaces. I will do what needs to be done for this is my house, not your house, and I will work in your presence. Your house is not your house. You gave it to God. And if it's him, let him do the work that he wants to do in your home. Hallelujah. I say unto you that I am your father. Don't you know I'll take care of you? I will provide for you. I will meet your needs. Did not I give the bread of life to you? Everlasting life. Did not I move at times that you thought things were going to go under? And somehow or another, you saw my hand. I declare unto you, my power will never diminish. My authority will never decrease. I am your God, and you are my child, and I will not forsake you. I will be with you. Continue to do what I want you to do, for the calling of the Lord is without repentance. Don't back away. Don't resign. Don't give up. For my hand is working. And though you cannot see what I'm doing, I'm still working. Believe and know that I'm operating in your life. I see you when you rise up in the morning. I saw you the night before when you laid down. I see you when you get up and you, you bathe and you clean. I see you as you go through the daily routine. I watch you as you go off to work into various places. I see you enter your car and get out of your car. I see you go into your home and I see every room that you walk into. I'm a, able to see and behold everything about you because of my love for you. And my love is not decreasing. My love wants to show forth into your life. Just open your heart and receive strength by my love. For I see where you're at. I'll call you, even in the depths of the wine press, and I will work in your life. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, God. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of... Receive that word. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. The Lord wants to rest your mind. He wants to lift up your spirit. He wants to encourage you. Let you know that he is going to do something great. That he is working through his people. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If we as a church will take one principle to mind, win the lost. Win the lost. If these are the last days, should we not believe they are? Though they have been that way since Jesus ascended into heaven, it became the last days. And he's coming quickly. But even more evident today are things that have shaken our world to make us realize that our world can be shaken and things can suddenly change. But let me tell you in the good point, yeah, the best is yet to come. The best is yet to come. God's going, the Lord's, the trumpet's going to sound and dead in Christ is going to rise first. Then you and I will be lifted up, waiting. The dead in Christ shall rise first, and we which are alive and remain shall be caught up with them in the clouds and meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord, and therefore comfort one another with these words. Encourage one another with these words. It ain't over, it ain't over, it ain't over. Someone asked me, Brother Bynum, you believe Jesus is going to come come real soon? Yeah, I believed it. Um, uh, well, let me see, about, uh, I'd say about 45 years ago, I believed it. I believe in it ever since. He's coming soon. But now, something's got our attention. And I don't know what God's doing except he operates in love. He's not trying to put fear. He's trying to bring us to terms and understand. His word is true. His word is true. Keep on threshing the wheat. Keep on threshing the wheat. Give in the word of God. Make the bread. Make the bread in this house is a house of bread. And when people come in amidst, I believe in this house, that the, the aroma of fresh bread baking is going to override the, the smell of disinfectant. Yeah, come on, come on. It's going to overpower a smell of disinfected. People aren't going to come in and say, I smell you've been cleaning. No, I smell you've been praying. You've been seeking God. Something's happening in this place. Uh, amen. Rodney Pike Church of God Bakery makes the best bread in the whole country. Hallelujah. Because we're threshing the wheat. We're believing God. His word is true. Hallelujah. My goodness. Now, I don't know how to close. But see, these are difficult, not difficult, different times. I can make it difficult. You know, it's up to us to make it difficult. Or we just could make it different. And so these are different times. So God is ready to do different things. And different things. I don't know about you, but I've learned a lot about me lately. Have you learned a lot about you lately? Oh, my goodness I know it my wife probably thought time she better get me put in the rubber room or something because I just got to get all kind of wound up battling the mind and I have to pray through pray through pray through pray. how many here have been praying through the past two months well pray through again pray through again keep going keep pressing keep going keep pressing 
God is moving. He's on the move. How many here believe that? That faith overrides fate. The world rides on fate. We ride on faith. Hallelujah. Because we know the one who's got it all in his hands. Including you and I. You and I. Do you, do you feel like, do you feel the squeeze of God? Of his hand on your life? That's what God does to me when I start, oh, I start getting a little nutty. God starts putting a squeeze on me. And say, oh, son, it's okay. It's going to be fine. Do you feel my hand? Do you feel my presence? Do you know I'm real? Hallelujah. <laughs> Don't worry, pastor's not losing his mind. But maybe the pastor needs to lose his mind. So that I might be able to be directed by God as God wants. And maybe he's stirring us up for a wonderful reason. He's got great plans. Children's ministries leaders. God is going to use you. And God, you know what we do now? I'll tell you what we do right now. We're not in pause. We're in strategy mode. Why? Because we're looking toward what's going to happen past this and how we're going to do it. And God, just as Gideon, God spoke to Gideon. And I'll have to go next week. Gave him the idea. It was there. It came to him. God will give it to you. How to deal with this army. How to deal with this crisis. How to deal with what's going on. Praise God. Praise God. Would you stand with me? And God bless you. All of you. All of us are gathering online and, and in the sanctuary. God bless you for being here. We're so glad that you join in. Right now, if you can, right where you're at, just make it your spot of worship and awareness. Hallelujah. This is what I want you to do. I want you to will. Those, if you're sitting with someone in family, if you're a couple or family and sitting together, going, I want you to join hands together. Join up. We're teaming up here. Hallelujah. And I'm reaching my hand out to you. We're teaming up. We're believing God. God to do great and wonderful things, wonderful things in your life, in your ministry. Because it ain't over. The best is yet to come. The best is yet to come. Why? The sword of the Lord and Ron. The sword of the Lord and Jerry. The sword of the Lord and Kelly. You know what I'm talking about. The sword of the Lord and Trent. The sword of the Lord and Tanya. The sword of the Lord and Haley. The sword of the Lord and Linda and Stevie and Mike and Tina and on. Sword of the Lord, Jim. Sword of the Lord and Jim. The sword of the Lord on and on because of the word of God. It's powerful and active. And it's doing a work. Oh, it is doing a work. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I ask you, Lord, in Jesus' name, that you just have, a, have your way with us and in us. Holy Ghost, begin to work in a powerful way right now. Right now. A powerful work right now. In Jesus' name. We all reach out to you, God. And we turn to you, Lord, to be our source and our bread. We thank you, we glorify you, God.
that though Gideon was like everybody else oppressed, he received a calling by you. And Lord, I know that you are calling us as your servants, as your people. Every one of us, those on, on Facebook Live and those in the house, all of us. In Jesus' name, I pray, Lord. Go ahead and sing us out of here. Worship the Lord. We are here.